Hi everyone, welcome back to Bond by Numbers, and thank you very much for joining us here today as we set to conclude our three-part what-if on the Bond board games, and also say goodbye to the season as we pull that to a conclusion as well. My name is Scott Powell, and as always, I'm joined by my brothers in Bond across the pond, Jeffrey and Josh. Except Hello. for me, I'm back. Well, I, actually, no, I am across the pond as well, because you're in, in the UK, so yeah. Wow, geography. I messed that up already. Geography. We're off to a great start. This is I not Brit- a geography I, podcast, I, as you can see. Yeah, I Brita that, <laughs> Clearly. that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, what mm. pond were you thinking about, Josh? I, I have no idea. The koi pond, I suppose, because I've been reading about <laughs> Japanese history lately. I don't have no idea. Okay. Mm. <laughs> mm. Right. Could be, could be. Well, um, I don't know if there's any Japanese history or Japanese links in this uh, episode we're going to get to today, but uh, well, I know. Unless he talks about you only live twice. Uh, well, well, this I is mean, it. it's a this location. Is what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Tiger Tanaka. Mm-hmm. Double O Chapman is going to uh, share with all of us today his idea for uh, a double O board game. And uh, on the back of um, Bond by Numbers Games presents Thunderball, and that on the back of Bonds by bond by numbers dice fire. It's dice uh, fire. it's Jeff's turn. So Jeff, what's your board game idea or, or name? Shall we start well, with the name first? <laughs> I usually like to think I'm pretty good at coming up with little fancy names and little quips and stuff like that. Um, this time I actually had a, a pretty hard time, um, but I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Bonds of War. Oh, bonds of war. I like that. That's good. That's good. Or war bonds by war bonds. Well, I, I mean, I was like mm, war bonds. I'm like, That's yeah. yeah. I, I I thought about that too, but I was like, cool. Well, uh, what are we going to do, guys? I mean, the, the previous two episodes we've done here have just been kind of launching straight into it. We have mm. decided to forego mm. the news and the birthdays and the announcements of love and you know. Uh, patronage and such for the bond franchise and we've just really been going straight into this um this three-parter are are we happy to continue with that trend or do you want to stop and recognize things that have been going on in the bond world i was going to say that i think there's so much of the who is bond who's out of bond that whole lottery Mm -hmm. i I can't even Mm -hmm. keep up to be honest i can't keep up i don't even not that i don't care i mean i care but i'm starting to not care as much because it's just it's turning into vitriol because I don't. It, it is, a lot yes. It. It's, it's a slow big. drip vitriol, uh, and <laughs> there's nothing coming out of it. it it's, it's, really. it's been going on forever, of course, particularly over here in the tabloids. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. newspapers and uh, media are going all mm-hmm. to town on it. It's like it's kind of like if there's a slow news day. And there shouldn't be a slow news day with all the things going on in the world. But if there is, no. it's like, well, let's bring that story back out. Who, who's the who's the one that all the punters are talking about today? Or who's got who's got a show that uh, is doing all right on ITV? Mm. Let's throw him in there. Oh yeah, he's the new Bond. Like, what do people think? <laughs> no, it's it's just it's really crap. Actually. Yeah. Well, one thing Better that to I stay out of it. One thing one thing that I saw that was Bond related, but wasn't necessarily sort of vitriol. It was just kind of fun. Was it looks like there was an article sort of trying to unearth that uh, the Dalton bond that never was, which uh, yeah, again, yeah. kind of, which was sort of the basis to that uh, early nineties um, side scroller video game. And it, uh-huh, I just uh-huh. saw, no, I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't look at the article, but it did mention like sort of, it was like the bond that wasn't kind of thing. It was like a, about the 1990 possible bond that was never. Mm-hmm. That's you know, right. Yeah. Didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. No. Just last week, that was released by James Bond and Friends. The details with that, Bill Koenig from the Spy from Spy Command and uh, MI6 Confidential, and all of that stuff. Those guys uh, talked about that very project, uh, and they go into the mm. script. They kind of take you through the the first draft of the script of it, and it's quite interesting stuff. Yeah, um, from all accounts, that Bond film seemed to be following in the wake of License to Kill, which was successful, but not really in America. It seemed no. to be like a return to form. Uh, they wanted just to bring back more of the big stuff, kind of like I think the I think the gentleman described it on the show as being like the spy who loved me after the man with the golden gun, you know, wanting to get back oh. to Big Bond. And so I yeah. think that was the idea for it. That was the idea for it. But uh, check out that episode if you're cool. if you're interested. I know it just it just dropped last week. Regarding um, the world of Bond, the only real connection I've made to it in the past week or two was. I watched this movie, uh, 1948, I believe. It's called The Big Clock, uh, based off a, a novel. And it's like a Hitchcockian-type thriller with like Ray Milland and Charles Lawton. 
and mm-hmm. George McCready. But what's interesting about it is it was produced by Richard Maybaum. And this was like in the, Ooh, in the mm-hmm. late 40s. So this was even before he was like a writer for, for the James mm-hmm. Bond films, which he began in the 60s, right? So I was just wondering is that before he was a writer, he must have been some kind of like early producer in Hollywood and that's maybe how he got his start I don't know the big clock is great by the way for those who haven't seen it it has a it's a really entertaining and uh interesting film and has a lot of cool twists to it but I was just surprised that Richard Maybaum was working you know in the industry that early so yeah. that's pretty cool that's pretty cool that is cool that is cool yeah. I didn't yeah. know he was involved in uh, production but it's a nice little you know, Bond universe yeah. nugget cool and George McCready would it would have been a great Bond villain. Even the fuck, fuck, even Charles Lawton would have been a great Bond villain if they could ever got yeah. him for something, right? Charles, like Lawton, I could, yeah. he could have been like, uh, like a, almost like a Goldfinger type character, like you know. But I think he wasn't. He dies in time in the '60s, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. I remember like Spartacus was like one of his last roles, if I recall. I'm just trying to yeah. remember. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a segue. From Spartacus yeah. to Bonds of War, it's there somewhere. Well, well I guess well, there's we could lots say of mercenaries that... in this. If you want to put it that way, okay. Well, okay. Is, there, is there is there slave armies? Is there uh, <laughs> there's Rolex, Olivier? There's... Is there Lawrence Olivier being bathed by Get Tony by Curtis awkwardly <laughs> and talking about snails? Is there, <laughs> is there a rich Roman in the middle of it all? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. There's Charles Lawton. There... Yeah, because he was like the Epicurean type kind of guy, right? Hmm. Well, I was gonna say Spartacus didn't have a saw on his role uh, on his Rolex, right? Who was the person that had no, the Rolex? No, he did not. I'd seen. Okay, because I was gonna say like some, some random right, Roman legionary, some right? Random yeah, Roman yeah. legionary had it, yeah. And then really Scott did a, did a, a, yeah. a great uh, homage to that <laughs> homage. when he had some guy in, in jeans walking by in the scene in the German camp, you know, at the beginning of, yeah. the, of, the, movie, <laughs> of the movie. So, <laughs> so the guy like backing out of the shot. So this is going to be a bit of a stretch, but I will actually work this into how it's related to Bond. I was going to say, I believe the party, which I, I know is, uh, you know, it, it's very dated, uh, but there's a scene when um, uh, he blows up a, he blows up a scene and he's looking at his watch. And that made me think of Spartacus. And obviously mm-hmm. uh, the director of it is Blake Edwards uh, and Blake mm-hmm. Edwards uh, worked on, uh, I believe it was the original uh, Casino Royale, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember well, that. That was well, my attempt to sort of bring, bring it, it back. <laughs> it was, but bring it, okay. bring it back. I was trying to you work know, in that, the watch <laughs> thing and then and whatever. Okay. What is it with Peter with with Blake Edwards and like racist caricatures in yeah. his movies? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I mean, you, I love you I got love like Mister Yoshi. You can't you can't show that anymore. Well, anyways. Party is nothing compared to Mickey Rooney and Circus uh, oh, yeah, of Tiffany's, though. That, it's, it, it's, it another, really it's another time. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it really yeah, does. It's another world. But whatever. no matter what, Mancini, though, great composer. Yep. We love his music. It yep. would have been cool if he did a Bond, a bond mm. score. That could have yeah, been really interesting. interesting. So the early 60s yeah. uh, would have been great. Mancini, Bond mm-hmm. stuff, for sure. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but we love John Barry, so mm, moving on. We do. Back, get, bringing it back, as you said. You got a video game for us, Wars of Bond. I got ideas in my head of what this could possibly be about, or I could, could be completely wrong. Throw well, my dart and see if I if I hit 180, you know? It's a board game, and it's called Bonds of War, <laughs> but you're almost there. <laughs> hmm, intriguing. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Oh, speaking I think of that coffee games. has gone straight to Josh's head. I think that's what's happening because uh, he's on like hyperspeed here. He, he's talking about <laughs> video games, and we're talking about tabletop games. I don't know what he's on about. When did I mention video games? You literally said <laughs> just then. <laughs> you mixed up the name of my game, and then you said a video game instead of board game. It was great. Oh, really? Okay, I was talking about darts for God's sake. So, how is darts involved with that? But anyways, okay, sure. Uh, yeah, this is like some French vanilla coffee pod <laughs> c- concoction that I'm having right now. So maybe it just has a little bit the Timothy Leary sh- blend? Sh- sugar the Timothy in it? Leary blend, yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm still looking for an opportunity. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking as an editor, boys, about where I'm going to get my music in here. And I just think it's going to be blunt. I just think I have to stop things and plug in a transition. You can. Blunt? James Blunt? Oh, no. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> what's that? What's that song that James Blunt did? What's the famous song? You're beautiful. Uh... Jeff deserves a better intro to this, so let's lead yeah. in this way. Let's lead in this yes. way. From Spartacus to timepieces, from Peter Sellers to Casino Royale, from video games to Pierce. Not to, to not to intentionally. <laughs> no, it's a, yeah, it's uh, it, it's all off the table. Okay, 
Today's all about <laughs> Jeff's Dalton. game. Yeah. Today's all about Jeff's game, and uh, this is our season finale. So let's let's lean into it and have some fun listening to Double O Chapman pitch his tabletop game, Bonds of War. So basically I was thinking of sort of like an action card game. Um, Mm -hmm. It's got a board, it's got pieces and stuff like that, but it's more or less like a card game. Um, And so I'm going to actually sort of describe the contents of what's in the box. Obviously. So the plot is okay. I'm not going to win any Oscars, golden globes, uh, you know, BAFTAs for plot. Uh, You know, it's basically specter agents and independent anarchists who have banded together. They put away, they put aside all their differences and I say, Hey, we got a common goal. Let's take over the world. And they, you know, Mm -hmm. they're going to hold all the nuclear sites hostage. Mm -hmm. So the game is called uh, bonds of war. And um, ultimately, um, you get, there's like two different versions of the game. There's sort of the, the head-to-head, so the two-player game. Um, it can be two to four. You could, we can have it at two, and basically it's uh, two players, a very quick sort of 10, 15-minute game where you just go at each other. You have There's going to be uh, cards. You're going to be a bond, so you're going to have a character piece. It's going to have like a token, and... Mm-hmm. It'll be uh, so with the bonds or MI six. It'll be MI six and bond characters, and they're each going to have like a uh, a player token, and cool. um, and then you're also going to have like a, a like a hand of cards. So uh, and um, and with the villains, there's going to be villain tokens, and again, they're going to have you're going to have a deck of cards, and you're going to basically play uh, whoever either has zero cards loses or who has um the least amount of cards uh wins okay okay uh so there is um so like i said there's player tokens and it's the what the tokens that are currently available would be uh the connery bond lace and b so again there's going to be bonds it's going to have all the different bonds but i also Mm -hmm. decided to have m um and mallory and m like judy dench because i wanted to have them Cool. Um, and then for the so like mm-hmm. so 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 by by so by the other way, I'm referring, I guess, to to uh, Bernard Lee. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I, I, what about what about Robert Brown? Does Robert Brown get any love? <laughs> not in this game. But you know what? There could be. Um, I was thinking, obviously, expansion packs. Exactly. Expansion pack for mm-hmm. yeah. You gotta get, I mean, he did like you know he was the the M of the '80s, mm-hmm. I suppose, right? So. Yep. Well, yes. Uh, and so for the villains, uh, all the different Blofelds, so, you know, um, you only, um, um, the diamonds are forever, all the different, all the different Blofelds, uh, I'm going to have, uh, Aura Goldfinger, Dr. No, Drax, Zorin, Rosa Kleb, uh, Carver, Scaramanga, Largo, and Silva. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And, um, and there's also going to be henchman tokens, but that's more or less for the, the there so there's a co-op version of the game then right now i'm just sort of describing the um the pieces for the two the two two to four player um sort of head-to-head game um and uh, there's going to be location cards okay and so the location cards are going to be uh pits gloria the Mo- uh, monsoon palace no time to die bunker thunderball grotto uh dr no layer skyfall scaramanga's island mi6 headquarters the moonraker base and the volcano base uh and you only live twice. Mm-hmm. The the Moonraker base, not the space station, but the one like in in the Amazon, right? No, I actually want the the space. I just the space station. Yeah, cool. okay. Cool. I just thought of cool, 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 cool. Nice, nice. And uh, so the game board, and I thought about this, and I was like, I kind of want something a little different. So I actually thought, so the game board's actually M's like the '60s M's desk. Okay. Okay. And okay. and so, but the cool. middle part where, you know, we would have, I don't know, it's usually what green and he's got, you know, that's where he puts yeah. all of his stuff. Well, that's actually where you're going to put the location map. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Cool. So cool, cool. Very nice. Uh, and so the decks, there's going to be one deck of characters. Uh, what's MI, MI6, CIA, and, and sort of the other sort of rogues gallery of uh, people. There's going to be t- tons of characters like. Mm-hmm. all the different mercenaries uh there's going to be one deck of characters that is you know specter smirsh independent all those characters as well 
uh, one deck of uh, item cards, um, six game instruction cards. So basically, it's sort of like the overview of the rules, like uh, and um, one deck of boss cards. Okay. Okay. All right. And so again, I'm just I'm just talking about the the sort of the the uh, the head to head version right now. Uh, I'm gonna sort so of just two player it, one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's two players, um, and you choose your cho- your, your token basically. Uh, so one person is going to be obviously MI6 or Bond, and the other one is going to be um, Spectre, Smash, whatever. Uh, and so you're going to have a total of six cards. So four, you can have either four characters. So again, characters, and I'm talking more with again with uh, expansion packs. You, you you're going to have almost every possible character that has been in the Bond universe, like film universe. Um, of course, Paula, obviously. Uh, yes, Josh, you have a question. Go ahead, sir. I do. So the expansion packs, are they going to include like more locations and more like henchmen? Yeah, or, like, exactly. More like equipment yep. and gadgets? Okay. Correct. So it's like, it's like, it's like an, a customizable card game, but it has a board game basis to it with a customizable yes. where you can... That's 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 cool because that can make like one of those legacy games where you can make the game expand uh, over time with more cards and therefore you get different playing mm-hmm. exper- experiences. So that that's cool. Correct. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, so again, it, you're going to have each character um, or sorry, each player is going to have a maximum of six cards, um, and it's going to be sort of you're just going to pick them. Obviously, you're going to uh, shuffle the. The deck, you're going to have six cards in total. So four characters and two items, okay? And uh, there's going to be five rounds of battle. Each round starts with uh, recruitment or procurement and then the attack. So when I say recruitment or procurement, it means you can either um, grab another character or an item. So that's why I say procurement, because you can get an item or you can Mm -hmm. get a character. And then you can attack. Uh, and some of the item cards will be related to locations, which can assist the player um, who has them. Um, right, right. And uh, okay, and I'm just going to take a breath there for a second. Do you guys have any questions so far about that? So ultimately, this is it's a pretty fast paced um, game, and um, I'm, so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to get into some of the cards. Uh, which will obviously, uh, what you'll see, make a difference here. So uh, I had fun coming up with some of the cards. So I have, there's one card that I uh, called the defection card. And again, this is only available in the two, the two like the head-to-head, um, two-to-four player game. Um, in basically, the defection cards, you can take a, a character card. So obviously, with the four characters, let's say you have Paula, um, Pam, um, um, my goodness, Let's say uh, Whisper, I guess. Some, you know, oh, good. Yeah, kinda, you good. Know, so four characters. And um, uh-huh. and basically the defection card is if the other player uses it and has the defection card, it means that um, they can take it out of your hand and uh, they can use it against you. Use it you. against you. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. So is there a benefit then to like um, to stashing more villains than allies or does it really not matter it's all about the head-to-head i don't think uh, attributes and stuff i don't think that's gonna matter but um okay okay uh i also have a a card called satellite blackout now what that means is that um operatives um you can't move for one round like you can't so there's a aspect of the game where we can um you can move uh this is actually for the other sorry this is actually for the other version of the game so don't don't worry about that card for right now um now there's one called um sleight of hand and that's basically um same as defection but that's for the other uh version of the game um and um there's one called burn notice, which means you have to place one character card in the discard pile and pick up another one so you can't use that card as a spy <laughs> As a spy, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and are these surplus, Jeff, to the six cards that you're holding in your hand? Like, you can only have a maximum six of cards. six. So, yeah. right. And you said four characters, up to it's up to four characters and two items or two weapons or gadgets or whatever. Mm-hmm. But these cards, like these ones, when they appear in the deck, can you you can basically replace one of your characters with them if you draw it out or what? Yes. 
Okay. Right. That's cool. And do characters that you chose, they have different, like, like uh, they have different abilities, different they can, advantages? Yes. So, uh, and it and depends, like, yeah, exactly. So, like, I'll give you an example. So, if, um, if you have a character and you're, let, let's say, for example, you're, um, like, the bond you chose, like, your character token is the Roger Moore bond. Yeah. And if it would someone be the best. If, clearly or just like whitewash the, the game altogether. Let me finish. But, no. It's like <laughs> sorry, it's, sorry. it's like that uh, Marvel <laughs> Uni- Jeff, do you remember that in the Marvel Universe trading cards, you know, from the way back in like in the nineties and stuff? And there was like these guys, the celestials, you know, they had like the tin pot heads and their power and their power meters were like Inf- infinite oh, like yeah, with yeah. their power ratings that would be the roger mord card it has to have like infinite power ratings yes exactly so um Scott's like of course i mean <laughs> yeah naturally course. yeah <laughs> so i'll give you an example so um let's say uh let's say one of your villains or sorry if you're the roger moore if your player token is the roger moore bond okay and if one of the villains, so whoever's playing like op, op four, like the other side, um, mm-hmm. has the odd job uh, character card um, that will stun the Roger Moore um, bond, um, and basically, um, so he can't attack for that round. So he he doesn't he's not able. So it's my what I'm doing here is I'm giving you an example of how the characters that are related, like character cards related to the the bond that you're playing mm-hmm. as a token will have an effect. So if I had the Connery token, mm-hmm. I was playing as Connery's bond and you had the odd job card, it wouldn't stun me because no. I essentially beat your ass. Like it, you could still, yeah. like you could still attack, but sure. it wouldn't, but yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have the same effect. Okay. I so, got ja- so, right. so Jaws would take down all the guys besides more Jaws would take down Connery, Brosnan, uh, Craig and Lazenby hmm. and Dalton. Crazy. Yes. Okay, so have you balanced the bonds, the the cards then? Because obviously Moore did seven films, so there would be more um, there would be there would there'd be more villains in the deck that he would be capable of overthrowing without being stunned. Do you, you see what I mean? Like, did you balance it out so that Lazenby, the poor bastard who only did one movie, like is is he going to be the easiest bond to take down because he only has advantage over like a couple of the a couple of the Piz Gloria skiers? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I was going to say it would be his charisma that actually takes him down. Uh, oh no! no, no, no. His dress sense. <laughs> well, if you look at Lazenby's bond, he was probably one of the best physically tra- trained bonds. Like he had some of the oh, best yeah, fight scenes of the franchise. So maybe in a, in a situation where like you're in, like in a fight situation. Uh, Lazenby, you know, would have great advantages, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's those kind of things. It all depends on the attributes, right? And how, how exactly Jeff, Jeff drew them all. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and it, yeah, now I'll be honest, like I, I didn't create every card mm-hmm. because there's a lot, but I'm, I'm going Mars with the out. concept. <laughs> I'm going with the concept. Um, yeah, for sure. And, uh, and again, with, so with the locations, um, Let's say you're uh, you have the um, Thunderball location, and you have um, the Connery Bond, and if you have a character that's uh, say Paula, um, you know there are um, there's going to be modifiers that that make it easier for you that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, when you're attacking. So, do you anticipate then for? And I'm just thinking in terms of big picture, like instruction booklet for non Bond aficionados. Mm-hmm. Would you kind of have like a grid or a chart outlining the connections and advantages between yeah. characters so that someone would figure out, oh, these work well together? Or... Exactly. Like, so I was hoping that with those uh, those reference cards that you each mm-hmm. dole out, that it would have sort of sort of like that. I mean, oh, okay, works well with or sort yeah, of. I, I yeah. see. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, cool. there'll be there'll be like icons, like a lot, a lot of those board games that are based that, that are really card based. They have mm-hmm. those those those, those things. Like there's one game, I I I I have. I think it's either. Well, I've seen it in, in games like uh, in various board games where they have a whole deck of cards, but there's icons on them that indicate, you know, this is for the four player game. This is for the three player game. So if you're playing the four player game, take out like sorry. If you're playing like the the two player game, take out all of the 
three player and four player cards in the deck, you know, because they don't count, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's sort of the instructions that they usually give. And as you said, Scott, they usually have like grids in the instruction manuals and whatnot when mm-hmm. it comes to various cards that are used. They usually give you a whole thing of all the cards that are used in the game. Even if you don't have those cards, at least you you know what they mean. You can do a quick reference yeah, guide yeah. To, to go check on it if you know your opponent has that card or something like that, right? So um, Another uh, card that I had uh, thought about was a one called License Revoked. Now this were and I was, this isn't just for the bonds, but this is for both sides. I couldn't really think of a okay. v- version of one for the other guys, but basically, yeah, they, it just means you can't attack um, for one round, and that goes for both versions of the game. Uh, but you can still um, you can still either pick up an item card or uh, a character card if you need to. I'm also now I'm just going to go into the um, the co-op so. I was thinking co-op would probably it, it's sort of like the bigger version of the game, whereas like the other the the head-to-head is a, a sort of a quick like ten fifteen minute version of the game. Um, and you can have um, I would say anywhere from probably two to six players, I think. Um, and so I've upped the amount of cards as eight, so you can have four characters and four items. Um, now you're obviously going to choose a villain in a location randomly. And, um, and so there's going to, and with the map, there's actually going to be spots where you're going to have tokens, these little circles, and it's going to have, uh, basically, um, there, there's, that's where I was talking about the henchman tokens. Okay. And, um, and then, um, each team can, uh, you can either attack, you have to attack the henchman first. You can't just attack the boss. Now the person who okay, is the you got to bo- work through the levels. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now the the boss, there's going to be one person who is going to play as sort of the boss, and that boss it can uh, actually, if they have the card, um, this mission orders basically, and that's for the villain only. Uh, is basically they can make other henchmen attack other players and they can also swap cards between players so they they have the uh, they have the choice of, mm, of, cool. of doing that um just and to screw so, with people yeah exactly exactly um uh and so there's also um like i was saying double agents so it can be used to switch allegiances which can be forced so you can actually um force them to to switch so if you have the double agent mm-hmm. card you can literally, and if you're on, if you and me, Scott, are fighting uh, Josh and someone else, if the mm-hmm. boss has the double agent card and set boom, so then I can, I can force you to turn over and, and attack me. But that only, cool. that only is for one round. You can only use it. Right, okay. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you guys have any questions so far? I so, think I've got d- it. I think mm-hmm. I got it. Okay. I'm just with with me. My only question is, yeah, because it's a card game an action card game mm-hmm. um you're not bringing dice into the equation at all are you, you no i haven't because I haven't you've really got brought... all of your numbers that are important yeah able to be calculated from the card information yeah i haven't really brought in dice uh, it i mean i thought about it but or i didn't you don't I need just, to i just i didn't really want to bring in dice in this case yeah um so the so the board game then that like the board itself mm. then is is that just for it to is that is that going to have like certain spots on there where like put this deck here yeah is exactly there like a world, exactly is, is there a be world like map a, on there exactly exactly so in the world map yeah there'll, I mean on the exactly there'll be little sort of you know outlined where you put the discards where you put the item cards which I was yeah, thinking yeah. of calling it like Hugh Branch you know stuff like yeah. that for the item cards and that kind of thing um mm-hmm. okay. and um some of the some of the item cards uh i came i had fun coming up with some of the item cards now i know it, it some of them are funny just because obviously some of them as we all know some of the items were totally useless and uh but i i thought about you know having like you know the ghetto blaster and the yo-yo saw <laughs> And yeah, um, yeah. the bagpipe flamethrower. Does the bondola make a make an yeah, appearance? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll throw that one in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, the cast rocket. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. obviously, um, if if you luck out and some of the mercenaries that you have in your hand um, go co- coincide with some of the items that you've picked up, 
there will be sort of modifiers. Mm. So if you have a job like the milk bottles, and you've exactly because uh, I do yeah, have, trust lactose. me, I do have lactose as a character. I thought you would, and, and the the would. milk bottle grenades, because we all know, yep. you know, if you're lactose intolerant, there will be explosive issues with that. So. Uh. Uh, and one of the items is Fuyuk, and uh, that obviously gives a modifier to the um, Roger Moore. Uh, oh, yeah. it would, yeah, yeah, it would, right? I was also thinking that um, for if if you're playing as uh, at Scaramanga, um, that there would be, I was thinking of having it, I don't know if it's an, I, I was thinking about having an item of like Britt Brit Eklund's butt, simply because like how, isn't that how she like knocks over something to start the whole yeah, chain reaction? Yeah. So I was thinking, yeah, yeah she, like. <laughs> same with Plenty O'Toole and her cheeks. Yeah. You know, yeah, with, exactly. With the whole, put, the, put the cassette tape down her pants. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. not uh, yeah, not that. plenty of tool. You mean uh, Tiffany Case? Oh, Tiffany Case. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plenty of, uh, Plen of tool was the other woman that Connery was sleeping with at the time of making that movie. <laughs> That's right, Lana Wood. Yes. And so ultimately, anyway. um, I was. With these, with uh, because like, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge board game like aficionado, nor do I play them that often. So I, I personally like the the fairly quick games where you can, you know, you're you're in, you're in to win, and then you know, mm-hmm. you're done. Uh, now, obviously, with it's not risk, it's no, it's not risk. Um, do you guys have any questions so far? No, 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 no. I, I got it. I'd, I'd like, um, if you can, though, maybe yes. you're going to do this anyway, mm-hmm. just to take me through, if you can, kind of step or walk me through like a hand, how a hand looks as as you play it. Like, you know sure. what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you could do that. So just kind of try to describe for us and for our listeners how a round looks from start to finish. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, what what's going to happen is that each um, each round you're going to have the procurement. So at the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. you're going to dull out the uh, in the head to head. You're going to have the six cards. You're going to have four characters, two items, and yep. that's going to be just randomly. Uh, you're going to pick them from each of the decks, and then <clears throat> um, it's going to be um, Bond's going to go first, and so then you would basically uh, and you'll choose which person. Like again, if you're just doing head to head, over two, so you're going to attack the next person. So then you can use, yeah. you can say, okay, I'm going to attack and I'm going to use uh, Paula and I'm going to attack yep. you. And then um, the other person can say, okay. Um, and then they would use, they can either um, use an item uh, to either like block the attack or they can also use one of their characters to attack and depending on, uh, and again, there's going to be uh, sort of stats. Uh, no, I'll be right. honest with you, I didn't, I, I didn't go through the math of the stats. I'm not a stats. No, guy. no, of course not. But, but that that's the way you find out who wins, who wins the, yeah. the combat, right? Exactly. Your stats versus mine. Paula's stats versus Mayday's stats. Now, if we're going to go by how it worked in the film, Paula, you know, if you if one of the items cards was like the hair that you put across the door frame, she would lose. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, but I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm not going to make her lose that easy. Of course, you're not. <laughs> she's she's going to be the hologram in your deck, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, she's going to. She's going to be yeah, your gonna upper be, deck hologram. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, it's kind of like a war of attrition. So it's almost just like you can choose to uh, use an item, or you can use a character to attack. And again, it depends on which uh, villain you have and the character you're using. Again, because these are there will be modifiers. So if you're so if Paula attacks, um, and if you're the if you're the villain and you're Largo, there will be modifiers that will assist that. Now, same with Largo, he can have, and you can have an item, um, like for example, um, plot device, and that would kill Paula mm-hmm. immediately. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Play the plot device card by Paula. Exactly. exactly. Or in her case, this, 
uh, cyanide card. I, I no, it was cyanide. Oh, yeah, it was. That's what it yeah. was. It was cyanide. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or or Largo plays the fervent patriotism card and then makes Paula take a cyanide pill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see what you mean, though. Yeah. So it it, it basically it it goes, um, and so and then each person. So you can attack, and so each time it's like uh, that's one action, like one round, and then. It goes back and forth. So then, and each person has a uh, a choice of do you want to attack, and if mm-hmm. you and every time you you attack, that card has been played. So then you have one less card in the deck. So yeah, I um, like that. That that is cool. It's cool yeah, and it's simple, yeah. and it brings it brings in a lot of the top trumps. You know, the trumps game kind of flavor too, where like you are. Yeah, you're making some decisions as to how you want to play things out, but you are still restricted by the cards you you manage to draw. And although yeah. that seems biased in a sense because it's all about the luck of the draw, that's also what's necessary in order to facilitate the short length of the game. Right? You need to accept yes. the randomness of your of your cards. Exactly, yeah. and just see and how you get on. It, yeah. Especially if you have the uh, the defection card, because that could definitely make yeah. a big yeah. difference. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, because uh, I was thinking, uh, when I was thinking of stuff like that, I was thinking of like uh, Coup, where you would have those cards where you can either, um, like, uh, I think it was the, is it the Ambassador, Josh, where it would be, um, you can either, uh, no, sorry. The, no, the Ambassador allows you to go into the deck oh, that's and what trade was, the Ambassador yeah. and, and get two more cards or something like that, right? Yeah. And, and you replace the ones you have there. So therefore the impo- therefore the opponent, you know what they are. But it also allows you to increase your bluff again because you can still say you have those cards, even not. And and they they if they don't challenge you, they don't challenge you, right? That's what it's about. Yeah, Correct. that's what the ambassador does. It allows you to swap from the influence deck. I think is what it is. And I was influence. I was thinking of having Q as a character card, but almost like an item card. Whereas if you have Q, it gives you the option of being able to pick up an extra item. Yeah, um, that's cool. And, and that, that that's kind of realistic to the the way it works so, too. So you would probably have multiple cues in the deck so that you can have opportunities to get Correct. more items, right? Yeah. And, gotcha. But then I was thinking, like, how do I how do I make a cue for Spectre? And I was like, how do I have the like mm-hmm. uh, the cue version of Spectre for for them? Uh, well, I'm thinking of it of like an evil version. Think about an evil version of Q in the Bond franchise. So you got Boris from Goldeneye, right? Oh, Alan yeah, Cumming. He, yeah, he's kind of oh, like that. Actually, yeah. 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 And then I guess you suppose you have, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, he's passed away now, that magician, American magician guy. Uh, Gupta in Tomorrow Gupta, Never Dies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I forget the actor's oh, name. Oh, yeah. I forget yeah, the, yeah, I forget yeah, the yeah, actor's Vincent name. Vincent Ciavelli. Yes. No, no, yeah, no, no. Uh, no, no. He was no, also Vincent in... Ciavelli. Um... Vincent Chevelli is the guy who was in Humbug, the X Files episode, and he was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, and, that's and the guy from that's, that's the guy from Tomorrow Never Dies. I'm thinking of the other guy, Gupta. He was a guy that had the red like box. Oh, not Doctor like... Kaufman. You're right. The, the, the oh, guy with the, the guy. curly hair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, right. I forget the actor's name, but he was like a magician, performer, actor. Okay, type, cool. And, yeah. yeah, so he would, he would be the closest thing to like an evil Q, I suppose. Because he had like you know the drugs and the porn in in his uh, safe and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. a good sense. Uh, well, if drugs and porn make you an evil boss, then <laughs> man, we're all. Yeah. I think I think I think half the half the world's going down the pan. Oh, yeah, totally the I can't has. think. I, I just can't think of, of like another like an, another evil cue besides that. Like those those are the two those are the two key examples. You know, like it's interesting. A lot of the Bond villains don't have like well, Osato. Yeah, I mean, Sato, I he suppose. He was helping Blofeld out, you know. He, he was a front man more so for, for Blofeld, though, right? Because he still kind of ran the company for him anyways. But yeah, he wasn't okay. like a cute. So. He wasn't a cute. Well, we can... I don't anyway, know. We're, we're splitting what? hairs here, and, and Jeff hasn't Yeah, we, we totally are. No, no, it was <laughs> more totally because I was... That's what I was trying to... Because I had thought about, like, the cute, but then I was, I was wanting just to have, like, sort of, you know, a villain version of it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I couldn't think of him, but I'm... For all mm-hmm. intents and purposes, I could just have Q card work for both, which I guess would probably be the yeah. best way. Well, there's a dude that works in the Kremlin repository as well for the KGB, or the Kremlin Art Gallery, sorry. You know, oh, yeah. He's, uh, oh, yeah, that guy. He's yeah, down there putting sure. the little micro uh, micro microphones inside the Fabergés. So. That's true. Oh, 
Professor Metz, who worked with Blofeld yeah, in Di- Metz, Diamonds yeah. are, are Forever. Yeah, exactly. yeah, he's a good example. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay, and where do where do we leave off? Sorry, guys. Oh, nothing. You you had just explained how the back and forth worked until the oh. cars were wheedled out, and the person with none or with the fewest after five was the winner. So That's you had correct. just That's basically true. answered my question of gameplay. There you go. Yes, that is for the uh, two player. That is our two to four player head to head version. That's how mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so for the co-op, it's um, it's a little different again, where you basically pit up, uh, like you you go up against like henchmen, uh, and you can either choose to attack together or individually. Um, and there are other players on like so with the op four villains, you can attack independently. The boss is the boss, so he can actually, if he has a certain card like mission orders, he can tell you who to attack. And he has a choice of, of switching items between players. Um, mm-hmm. If he has the card Mission Orders, which uh, can do that. And um, and once so, basically, um, you, you can once you've uh, you've taken down the henchman, then you can, um, and uh, then you can go after the boss. And uh, now the boss, there is a revive card. Um, which can revive the boss if pulled from the deck, and it can only be used in the co-op version, uh, like in the, the co-op version. Okay, right. Cool. That is cool. So the co-op version wouldn't necessarily be longer. It's just that there are those little tweaks to the way you join up, right? It probably would be longer, mm-hmm. but not necessarily. I mean, I, I could see it being probably, let's say, like 15, maybe double the time, but not like... Like a really okay, I guess I didn't envision version. that. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing you'd, you'd be, you'd still be holding your battles or your combats. You'd still be doing that simultaneously, wouldn't you? You'd both yes. be putting down, or would you be combining your deck to twelve and four? You know? Does one of the players take on the role of the villains, like in the in the cooperative, or is like an, is, is there like an AI like villains deck, and they pop up, and then the players who are working cooperatively, they basically you know, throw all themselves, they basically throw themselves at the villain card and they and they basically go through the deck and then once they, you know, they have... Yeah, well, like, so that's that's them, what I mean. So there's there's henchmen, but you also still have the individual players as well that are, right. are, are villains. Okay. So it's, it, it, it really obviously, um, it makes it a lot more difficult for the, the MI6 Bond players. It makes it a little more uh, difficult that way. Um, okay, and uh, and that's where the boss really is like has a has a big advantage. But I, I'm not going to make it super difficult where it's almost impossible. But um, but that way, um, it's it, you really do kind of have to work together and kind of figure out like your strengths. Like, so you'd have to see like which which henchman. Like, okay, so if there's a uh, one of the henchmen is odd job, you know, like maybe one of the one of the the bond players. Um, has um, oh my goodness, uh, has an item that would be against odd job. Now I, I just uh, electrical cable. There you go. Yeah, exactly. You go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, and uh, and then you can use it. Uh, you know, and then go 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 back and forth that way. Got uh, mm-hmm. gotcha. Cool. That's so just to clarify, just to clarify though, what, so when it comes to the cooperative game versus the two-player game the two-player game you're playing against the other player and the cooperative version you're playing against bosses so i'm assuming there's going to be sort of like a small little deck of like villain of bosses yeah that you yeah, exactly that, that you was the, in the okay. in the items that's why i was saying that there is like there's actually like a deck of boss cards yes yeah. okay good I, I miss that little part. No, no, that's my own fine. fault. But, I, but you. now it's all now it's all coming coming together. Very cool. Very and, and obviously, like I was saying, so um, going through like uh, expansion, like packs and stuff like that, you can buy more uh, locations, uh, more henchmen uh, tokens, cards. And I was thinking mm-hmm. of like I was thinking with like making it kind of like fancier. Like I was thinking like uh, some of the tokens could be either like from the different casinos, like the one in um, oh my good what. I can't think of it. Made up Panama. What do we? What's what was it called again? Yes, it's it's or, it's city. It's, yeah, that's yeah. Yesmith City Hotel yeah. and Casino. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking also of having like the um, the Spectre, like a Spectre um, poker piece, which would look really like the, the the new sort of Spectre logo, which I. Yeah, that's so neat. Cool. 
I like that. Nice. There's a lot of fan service in your game too, you know, oh, just yeah, by nature of how many, just by how many cards you're going to have available. Uh, well, that's the thing because there's so many, like, originally I had thought up an idea where it was just, I actually was going to call the game Odd Jobs and it was going to be called, it was a mercenary. That's awesome. Well, I, originally, but then I kind of was like, I wanted a little different, but I was going to call it Odd Jobs Mercenary Card Game and it was basically just the mercenaries mm-hmm. going, at e- going at each that's other. That's cool. Uh, which could also work um but yeah. um you, it could be a dual game you could call it war bonds and uh odd jobs there you go <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not bad um no, that's, that's but uh oh yeah but for, exactly so for like the the expansion packs stuff like that and um with uh you know you can have you can buy a different uh game board but i i, really, I to be honest the thing i'm the most happy with is the game board where it's actually like the original m's like desk, mm-hmm. like the the top cool. of his desk, you know. Nice, um, nice. He has a very nice blotter. I, I like, yeah, I like exactly. The blotter. That's what I couldn't think of the right word. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, and and the leather door. I always love the leather. Well, door. it's not like, okay. I mean, I was obviously thinking yeah. of the leather door, uh, but um, <laughs> but obviously you can't show the door on the desk, like because it's literally going to be sort of like no, a, a POV of like the top mm. of his desk, right? So I'll probably have like I don't know, like yeah. an ashtray, a cigar. Some like uh, top secret dossier, like you know, yeah, stuff like the that. blotter. Yeah. You can still use the blotter, though. Use the blotter, yes, absolutely. I could still be there. I was also going to so, have um, so I want one card uh, was uh, money petty. I was going to have a money penny card, and that would uh, I was thinking that would basically um, add stats to um, any of the any of the well, any of the bonds basically mm. it would sort of sort of uh enhance um the attack if you will which are you going to have are you because for the, each of the bonds are you going to have like multiple money pennies i mean there's only what four money pennies in total i think i thought yeah, about that lo- I, I guess i should yeah i guess i should i was yeah. mostly gonna well, just do maxwell. just do lois yeah just do lois maxwell i thought about <laughs> Very cool. So in terms of packaging, I, I, I'm mm. thinking about this on the shelves. You know, I'm thinking about this in the toy stores. Mm. I'm thinking about maybe not toy stores, but in the bookstores. And how how do you see your your game being marketed in terms of physical product? The box. Well, you know what? At first, uh, I was almost thinking like, um, for some reason, I was thinking almost like a humidor. But I mean, Bond doesn't really smoke mm-hmm. cigars. But I just like, I just kind of like that idea but i'm thinking probably more like um well i guess it's all it's been done but i was thinking like you know like a like a briefcase but uh yeah yeah, yeah like the from Russia of love briefcase or something yeah like that. yeah yeah mm-hmm. have the tokens you can plow in a strip like the sovereigns in uh oh, in the suitcase too. actually geez, okay <laughs> that's actually the best one yet that's actually, a good idea. That's, <laughs> wow thanks, thanks josh you know if you don't mind uh yep. i'm gonna just take that off you right now it's, you can uh, have it for you can have it for free wow that. that's no and it's great because then all the all the tokens like you're talking about we can have it just like that that's wow man that's, <laughs> that's cool that's really yeah really good so uh well than any, uh, just give me a, just give me a discount on the kickstarter and, and that's fine <laughs> sure no problem i was just gonna throw you out of the train as a thank you but that's fine <laughs> <laughs> nice nice very good um it's, it's a bond way to do it yeah it is it is it is um it's efficient but uh so for the packaging yeah i mean i was i had one idea but josh uh you know uh, came up with a better one so i'm, I'm gonna jump on that <laughs> uh, to be honest with you um put Put the gas canister and the knife in there just because. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and again, so again, the idea with with the tokens was sort of like halfway between casino tokens. I was actually thinking of, for some of them, actually having like the White House too. Like I was having like maybe um, some little mm. notes for yeah. Amazon Forever. And That's neat. Oh, That's that cool. White House, yeah. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, if I mean, I don't want to just leave the... I don't want to leave it hanging in the air like that, but I am curious now that we've heard. Th- uh, sorry, Jeff, is that that? That's is there any more you need to add? I don't think so. I think that's... I'm just curious then as to retail pricing. Like we've heard three of our games. Josh went Thunderball themed. 
you and I have gone more Bond universe themed mm. with our ideas. I'm bringing in a lot of the dice play. Uh, you are strictly a starter game, you know, which is cool, short, um, short kind of focus. What retail price do you think would be appropriate for our games, given what we ha- need to produce, given what the audiences we're pitching towards? Inflation. I'm thinking yours is somewhere in the realm of... Now, again, like I'm talking British pounds here. You guys would need to adjust because you guys are in North America. So I don't really... Like as we established in the last episode, I don't really know what £20, pounds is, $20 is worth anymore. It's but uh, Exactly. I'm thinking over here... Your card game, Jeff, probably twenty nine ninety nine, probably like thirty pounds. Uh so so I was thinking like it, there could be like two versions of it. There could be just like if you can, okay. if you want, you can just buy like the head to head and just have everything that's involved with that. Or mm-hmm. if you want to get you know and have, be able to do the co op and the head to head, then there would be like you know the bigger version like with uh, the suitcase like the sure Joshua's yeah. Side. Yeah. The the the, the, uh, the the co-op would basically be like an expansion set, essentially. Yeah. You get separately. I mean, Master's you edition. Combine the two. If you want to yeah. edition. you know, the, be- a lot the best of version of yourself with the bigger one. States. But if you want, you yeah. know, if you're, you just want to do the head-to-head, that's, I would say, yeah. So I would say probably 25, 30 for um, the, the head-to-head, and then I would say maybe 55, 60 for... Okay. The, the and is 60 quid about what you pay for a board game back home? Depends on it. Depends on the board game. Yeah, and depends it really on, does. Yeah, because a lot of you're paying again. You're paying for like the artwork and like the detail. Yes, you're paying. Yeah, that's true. And and I yeah. I, I wouldn't want to skimp on this because I mean I'm not going to make M's desk look like shit. I don't want it to look like you know no. like clip. And you're also probably not going to make twenty board games either. No, <laughs> you're going to no. make one. You're going to yeah. make one, and you yeah. want to do it exactly. well. Okay, so let, let's let's bring your cost up then to like uh, let's bring it up to forty pounds, and that'll give you like. About seventy-five Canadian dollars. Is that is that appropriate? Think? I think that's appropriate. Okay, for, for Josh. The whole set. Yes. Yeah. What about you, exactly. buddy? What about Thunderball? What are you uh, charging the good people of uh, this world for your game? Well, I think I did mention that it's going to be like a two-player game, if mm-hmm. I recall. Right? It was supposed to be two players because of just. But I did say that it can also be. It was going to be. You said it could John be a co-op. Could... Yeah. It would be co-op. That would basically be the basic premise. So I would say, like, if I if it starts out as a two-player game, and because it's like card, and because it's like card-based, and it has like a, a you know an average-sized board, but it also has pieces as well. Um, I would wager that you'd probably spend about forty dollars plus Canadian for it, just based on the artwork, based on the copyright requirements for to get hold of it, and. Also, you know, it depends on the manufacturer. You have forty dollars mm-hmm. for like for a two-player game. If it does, if it was built as a two-player as and a two two to six-player game, mm-hmm. I would say you're looking at probably like not specter prices, but maybe like just under seventy dollars Canadian. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sixty cool. like six sixty US, I, I suppose, would be a a good way, way to do it, just because of all the details on it, right? That's like, exactly. there, there's a lot. All of the effort that's put into creating like a, a visually pleasing looking exactly. card game, a, a mm-hmm. board game, you know, is is what it's all about. Because because you can get a board game and it's some like you know um, independent like it's, like a starter. It also depends. It also depends how intricate it, it is. Like you know, like you can go online and look at board games and see one. There, there's one game. It's called Hannibal at Carthage, and the game like looks like an incredibly detailed. You know. Uh, examination and playthrough of like the Punic War of the Second Punic War. But it's a hundred and fifty dollars for starting. You know what I mean? Ooh. So mm. it depends how much you want to put into a board game. Well, yeah. yeah absolutely. So for some something middle of the road, like a good tie in game with some nice artwork on there and, you know, the licensing and all that sort of stuff, I would say under seventy is under seventy dollars, sixty dollars American. I would say that's a a, a good bargain. Okay, well, I was thinking in the same vicinity for mine, actually. I was thinking somewhere in the vicinity of 60 quid, maybe, because I've got a lot of little working parts. I was going to say, you, yours would probably be the most expensive, to be honest with you, I think. Well, I've, yeah, I've got little claw I mean, hand. you put, yeah, well, and, yeah, just even um, with the way you had the corners, or it's like the... It's yeah, it's kind of lifted bays and all of that stuff. Yeah, I went a bit silly with that, so no, I guess mine fine. would have to yeah, be for manufacturing baby. purposes. 
a little bit more expensive. But ah. um, three good ideas there, though. I, I've enjoyed this what if. It's taken us a long time to get through it as a three-parter. Yeah. But I think we've it's, given our listeners a lot to think about. And, sure. uh, you know, good, good creative discussions along the way, too. Game design is a very interesting topic to me because, like, since I got into tabletop gaming, I've been kind of interested in what different designers do uh, and how, you know, the Euro game and then how and just how, like, people get their Kickstarters going. Like, you go on, like, Reddit, for example, and on, for, on the board games Reddit, and people present, like, their board game ideas on there. And that's how they get started with Kickstarters, you know, and they develop mm-hmm. their own games. You know, they get a 3D printer and you're, you're set to go because you can go, make your yeah. pieces. You yeah. can... You know what I mean? You can put everything together in that fashion. Yeah. So, you know, well, like, realistically, and... if we were ever to pitch either of these ideas, a 3D printer, like we would have to run the risk of breaking copyright, wouldn't we? Or we'd send yeah, the letters first and the... say what we were doing. But then yeah. to get the model that you would need for your your meeting to get the sort of uh, the beta version, yeah. you would need to break some rules, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'll just call my board game Never Say Never Again and just <laughs> that would be yeah, it. Yeah. I was so <laughs> close to putting some of the stuff where I was like, mm, do I put Connery from that? And I'm like, no, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, Fat in the blush. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Smoking heels. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> but um, <sighs> I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Scott was just, well, I mean, he was just sort of talking about like, sort of pricing and just how we would go about it if we could do it with trademarking, which would be a, a, a very uphill battle. Oh, I'm talking phenomenal. like, yeah, like, you know, Piss Gloria and, and you're in Bermuda shorts and, and like flip flops. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be hard. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's possibly doable, but uh, yeah. I basically, for avoid copyrighted, I, I go the whole Kirkland route, you know, like, I basically <laughs> go like, like, like Bind, John James, Bender. Jim Bind. James Jim yeah. Bind. <laughs> Agent 116, Jim Bind. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, I used to act out uh, like James Bond movies, but I would just change it to my own character, who was me, basically, as James Bond. And my code number was, like, 6602 of, like, the Secret Service, but it was clearly some, like, Canadian Secret Service that didn't exist. Oh. And I called it, uh, my code number was 6602. And then I basically made rip-offs of the James Bond stories that I was watching, and I would essentially uh, <laughs> com- complete with like a musical score and uh, theme song and everything too. Uh, I was quite into it, but I acted all those Jim out. Bin, right? I, like See, I want, I want the podcast. A, a that's next season's work. There we're you we're go. talking behind the scenes on what so we're going to do next season. I think that's the what if, Josh. Full presentation. I'll get the music. You write the script, God, no. and w- Jeff and I'll just sit back and watch you perform that. Man, that would be a joy. Mm, no, that's I think okay. our listeners I... would love that. You know, there's your Kickstarter right there. So well, instead of MI6, like, to be like... People like lots of things. Some people juggle geese. What can I say? I yeah. Don't know. I like it. Yeah. No, it would be great. I would definitely be in that. Uh, I like that. I'm not, I'm not poking fun. I think I think that's good. Yeah. I was just sharing an anecdote. I wasn't meant to be any sort of like... But I do like the idea of maybe of us writing a Bond song. I think that would be kind writing of Writing cool. a Bond like, song. That is yeah. a neat idea. Wow. Okay. T- say more. Say more. Or or <laughs> write our, our own Bond movie. Like we can do it like in, we have one episode on pre-production and talk about, you know, getting an act like almost like a mockumentary almost of how we can put things <laughs> together. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Final Tap making Jim a Bin? James Bond film. Yeah. Because we know <laughs> now Jim that, James, that that the rights of James Bond are public, aren't, aren't they? That, well, yes, so, true. Yeah. In some cases. Yes. Yeah. In some cases. Yeah. Because I remember there was a, well, one of the guys in Ottawa here. I think it was Brett Kelly or Lee DeMar. I, I forget who it Lee was. Lee DeMar. But, I think it was Lee yeah. DeMar. It's the Jesus Christ vampire guy. Yeah, it's um, Lee Lamar. I think he was going to do, like, For Your Eyes Only, like, the Fleming version or something, because parts of it's set in Canada, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's true. And, well, and I, then it I, ends I, up, like, in, in the backwoods of, like, upstate New York or something. Yeah, I'm going to take that idea, Josh, of, of the Bond song thing, and I'm going to put that, um, I'm, I'm going to put that in the, the deep freeze, and we're going to mm. keep it cool. We're going to keep it cool, but alive. Uh, until we return and maybe we'll see if that can't become uh, a what if uh, adventure for us writing a bond song i I think that's really neat are you talking music as well as lyrics i would say lyrics would be the would be the basis of it and then music can come in afterwards if we need to depends upon how talented we are what if it was spoken word i'm just kidding Uh, spoken word shatner shatner (laughs) doing a bond song that's a good idea i like where you're going there 
Josh, are you imagining the three of us collaborating on this or each of us doing our own and bringing it like it, we have here? I think we can come to some agreement that we could collect. Like someone could write to do the lyrics. Some people could do like the, write the music for it, you know, or two mm -hmm. people can work on the music and then one person who's very good at music, they could possibly write it. Okay. Or do you know what we could do, guys? This is an idea yeah. as well. It would be a neat way of bringing back our previous what ifs where we all did treatments remember like we did bond in canada and then we did henchman yeah. spin-offs where we mm -hmm. had to develop mm -hmm. the idea remember like we all did different things so we could write the songs for those films yeah oh. we, 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 okay we, we, okay we yeah we could do that I, I like where you've taken this josh it's growing legs and arms and i think we got to let it ferment so um, i mean yeah. when you were bringing up like the bond song thing i was thinking like um, what about getting Chris on board? Yeah, we could do that too. That's I, I want to hook up with Chris in the next season yeah. to talk about his uh, rock musicals. So we could definitely right. he, uh, ask him if yeah. he's if he's keen on uh, putting some music to our Bond songs. We could do that. I'm sure he. Yeah, I was thinking that. like if we wrote if the there's lyrics, anyone we could pull out of our uh, yeah. you know, our utility belt here. I mean, I uh huh yeah <laughs> our commission realistically because I wouldn't ask well, the poor, you know, poor yes, man it, to do to, well, of to course. do it for nothing. No, no, no. Yeah, of course that could uh, be that could be very fun. <laughs> could be very fun or even if he was to show up and do it on the fly like here, here's our song yeah here's what we're thinking hit us with some some chords you know yeah, yeah it would exactly. it'd almost be like flight of the concords but not as silly well hopefully just sort of yeah, yeah. <laughs> Biz well, it wouldn't be time. because of him it wouldn't be because no, of yeah him. it wouldn't be silly because of him it'd be silly because of <laughs> me all right guys well look this has been a um this has been a great season for us. I think it's it's been a strange season in terms of scheduling. We've we've kind of gone back and jumped around a little bit based on uh, on our wants and our druthers from the beginning of the season. But we got there in the end, and we finished as we wanted to, strong with a three part what if. As we said at the outset, everybody, we're going to take our break now, our seasonal break. Uh, we're going to give a couple of months to um, other projects and other things in our lives, family, friends, and a little bit of prep. For, for next season and we're also going to talk a little bit behind the scenes on where we want the show to go and uh, what kind of content we're going to we're going to bring because there's lots of different ideas and possibilities and directions we will we'll, we'll see what bond by numbers is uh, is going to look like and we need to take some time off to, to go away and do that but um, Josh and I are going to keep the channel open for book reviews uh, we'll probably get a couple of book reviews done before the summer and uh, we'll drop them here we've got a couple of gardener books lined up but I think for the three of us having chats anyway, um, we'll be talking behind the scenes, but uh, there will be no more Bond by Air Numbers channels. episodes until until June. I'd say at least June. Hey, guys, uh, end of June, beginning Sounds of right. July, we'll reconvene. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, great. Well, uh, good work, Double O Chapman, Double O Taylor. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening um, to our silliness. We do appreciate it and all the love we're getting on the socials and uh, all your, uh, your comments on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, just continuing not just to support us but to support this community of great content creators and uh, creative figures really and i don't i'm not putting ourselves in there i'm talking about the many more talented uh, men and women who who bring bond to life in the books on the stage yep. on the screen yeah hey james bond musicals that's another one we could do on the stage maybe we could get a little get a little something going there too maybe james bond musicals yeah, yeah absolutely something like uh what was it in jeff what was it called in the uh, in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, oh yeah, Rogers the uh, musical. Hmm. Oh yeah, like the Captain but, America. But, yeah. yeah, but what to do is you take that to a James Bond level, and you have, I know like, you all mean. of the James Bond stories, like in one musical, you know, and that'd be cool. Actually, come up with a James Bond musical. That would be, uh, that would, would be, be like almost uh, almost like a season long project, almost. You know, because yeah. you're doing yeah. yeah the bonds that I could see being musical related would probably be something like uh, Octopussy and Diamonds Are Forever, just because of the nature. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Diamonds well, I was, Are Forever would be would, would be a that. stunning stage musical. Yeah, would be a okay. stunning stage musical. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was not going to say Diamonds Are Forever, but I was I was just going to say All Time High. Let's just call it the All Time High musical. Do you know we could do that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Frozen. For those brought of you, you by, brought to you, you by uh, your frozen foods. Are you, are you trying to make another Spider-Man yeah. the musical, Scott? Is that what you're trying to do right now? <laughs> 
Oh God! To. Look, you don't have to buy in. You don't have. You don't. You want to be rich? You don't want to be rich? That's fine. I'm just. I'm saying. Now's your chance. That's all I'm saying. Well, what was it called? Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark. I think it was called the Broadway play. So, like James Bond, Turn Off the Dark. Uh, I don't know. This is uh, this is all for season five or yeah yeah, yeah. season five. We've done four years, not four years. We've done four seasons of this. We've been at this for longer than five. five well, if we go now. to the musical direction, Bond by Numbers would be a fitting name too, because you know musical numbers, right? That's so, true. Bond it. by mm. musical numbers, yeah, it writes itself. Oh, that's it's, okay. Bond by musical numbers, and, 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 and we could focus on like the music of the Bond franchise as well, right? Because that's something yeah. that we can break some back more trademarks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Food for thought. Let's let's sign off then. And yeah. um, thanks thanks everybody for for checking out. We'll uh, we'll see you on the flip yes, side. Sayonara. Cheers. Thank you very much, guys. Take care. Thanks. Yeah.